Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Winner take all, penalties perhaps could loom. Albert Rusnak has got a piece of it, but not enough. You can see the crack showing for FC Dallas, and now they have broken. Last year we had to adapt as a staff. We had to play in a different ways because of the injuries. I'm already going next week to learn from Unai Emery and the Thurvey and bring those ideas to the to the club, to the team, and to the staff, and and see how we can surprise our opponents and how we can always have a next version of FC Dallas. We're continuing our MLS season previews today. We are looking at FC Dallas. Here's a look at their 2023 season. They finished seventh place in the Western Conference, but eliminated in the first round of the MLS Cup playoffs to the Seattle Sounders in a three-game series. They were eliminated in League's Cup round of 16, as well as the U.S. Open Cup round of 32. Jesus Ferreira was their leading goal scorer, but only 13 this year, having scored 18 in 2022. I had a chance to catch up with him at MLS Media Day last month. Here's that conversation. You said last year at the end of the season that it didn't didn't end the way that you guys had wanted it to, and there had been kind of some, you know, there's some, some real bright spots in this season, but just some, I think it was the consistency that was probably an issue for you guys. In your mind, how do you rectify that moving forward in 2024 to get FC Dallas up into the top in the West. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that gameplay and a lot of those issues that we had 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 to come from injuries. You know, we had a team that, you know, was working hard uh, because we had to. We had a, a fight for the guys that were out and kind of fan those spots. We got players that were playing out of position uh, a lot of the games and it was because we had to, not because we wanted to, you know. And so um, we as a team had to take that and notice what the what good what came from that. And it is okay, look where we ended up. We ended up still in the playoff position. We, you know, there were moments, there was games where we were down 2-0, 1-0 and close to the end of the game and we managed to get a point or get three points. Um, and so we have to take the positive, which is look at our work ethic, look at the guys running, look at the, look at our belief for each other, look at the belief that we can accomplish things and and take that to the next season. And I think hopefully, hopefully this season we don't get, we don't get many injuries, um, but we can't control that, you know, but hopefully 
hopefully we don't and we can actually have our full team um, going into the season and so you know we are excited because we know we are a team that we can compete against anyone when we're all healthy and because we believe in each other and we we work hard for each other so that's what I'm looking forward to. I think the expectations were pretty high for FC Dallas heading into into last season. Do you feel that they are even higher? In, in 2024, even though you guys kind of went through some adversity last season? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are realizing what FC Dallas is capable of doing um, away home and in playoffs. So um, our standards is getting bigger and bigger and getting higher and higher. And so uh, I think for us is always trying to be better than last season. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are expecting us is to make that comeback, make that balance again. Uh, we got a lot of guys healthy. Um, and so it's exciting to have a, a full team. You know, I think the last game of the season against Seattle, we had uh, the, the first game, we almost had everyone back. The second game, we had everyone back. And then the third game, some everybody mm -hmm. fell apart. So um, it's seeing how crazy it gets. You know, we lose, we were losing players left and right each game. Um, but now that we can start fresh, we start a new season and, and we have all the majority of guys back. So it's exciting. How do you turn draws into wins? Yeah, I think uh, we know what we're able to, to do. We know that we're able to score goals. We know that we have a, a great defense that can uh, defend. And, and now it's just putting those two together. You know, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the games last season where we score a lot of goals, but then they'll score more. Or we don't score nothing and then we defend really good. So it's kind of uh, having both combined and having uh, that connection where, okay, we'll defend good if we score a lot of goals. And so, uh, it's it's exciting to see what what's what's coming ahead because you know we all want to do good. Well, as I mentioned, Jesus Ferrer only had 13 goals last season, coming off that 18 goal season in 2022. And when you look at their record last season, in games that Jesus Ferreira scored in, FC Dallas had success in games that mm. he did not score in, uh, they ended up losing or, or drawing. They had a, a run of draws at the end of season, specifically at home, that kind of it, it, it hurt their chances to be seated higher for the MLS Cup playoffs. Tony, did they rely too much on his production? Well, I think they do in a lot of cases. Um, he talked about the injuries were really important, uh, but they went out and addressed that, right, in, in the offseason. They bring in Peter Musa, the, the highest transfer fee that they've ever spent. It's $10 million. This is a guy that's won a couple of uh, uh, titles in the Czech Republic. He's won in Portugal. He was the leading goal scorer of a first division at one point. Uh, it, it's a Dallas side we've seen over the years that – hasn't necessarily opened up the pocketbook, right? They, they haven't spent a lot of money. Uh, it's been kind of, uh, they've shopped in a different aisle than a lot of the teams in Major League Soccer. Now, I feel like they've, they're giving Nico Estevez an opportunity to compete. They, they, they went after Benfica striker. I understand that, that he's maybe not first choice off of the list, but he was scoring goals in Portugal. He's scoring a decent amount of goals, and they got him. This is big. The fans have been clamoring for the Hunts to open up the wallet. They got a star striker. So what does that mean for Jesus Ferreira and where he can play? I, I think what we saw from Jesus Ferreira when he was playing with Ricardo Pepe, mm -hmm. playing underneath, mm -hmm. almost like a withdrawn striker or a number 10, which is the way he plays. He, he's not a, a striker, in my opinion, who toes the line, who's constantly making runs, right. used for hold-up play. He's more of a player who's linked up and makes runs out of midfield. and. He, he, he can, you know, if, if a center striker draws two center backs out of space, he's the one to, to, to run into that, uh, that void. So I, I think he, he's 
one of those in-betweeners. And Greg Berhalter initially started to use him as a lone nine. And that may work against a weakened CONCACAF, which we talked about. Is there a signature win if you beat Canada or Mexico? Not anymore. CONCACAF isn't as strong as it once was. So if you beat a Mexico, it's not like the old Mexico where they always got out of the group stage in the World Cup, where they were constantly uh, a threat in, in the way that they played. Now it's, it's not the same. So I, I think a player like Jesus Ferreira, who I think has ambition to still play in Europe, um, this is a big season for him. Peter Musa up top, uh, Jesus Ferreira behind him. Mm -hmm. So Pax and Pomico out on one side and Arriola well, don't on, forget Camungo. On, on the right, Camungo. Yeah, I think how, how, do you work, how do you work them all in? This has to be a breakout year for Paxton, uh, no doubt about it. Pomical's been a guy and he's been injured uh, over the seasons, but he, mm -hmm. we, we've been waiting for him, right? And I had him with the youth national teams for about four years, and he was always at the top of his age level, wherever we were. And um, we expected him to be probably in Europe by this point. But injuries have hampered him a little bit. So this is a really important season for him. Kamunga, if anyone hasn't read that story, uh, go online and read just mm -hmm. coming from that refugee camp and his brother play, paying for tryouts to see what he's become now is incredible. And, and he has that, that electrifying pace, which we didn't get to see from him in the U.S. Men's National Team game in his first cap. But this is a season where he can take another step forward because I always felt... When you get a taste of the, the top level mm. and you want to be a part of it, that only drives you more. So mm -hmm. I would expect a, a, a hungry, aggressive Kamungo and a, and a big season from him. All right, let's take a look at the projected 11 for FC Dallas and what Nico Estevez could be working with here. You mentioned um, a guy like Paxton Pomichol needing to step up. When you look at the names here, Tony, for you, who, who needs to have a big 2024 in order for them to be a contender in the West? Paul Ariola is another guy that stands out to me, right? I mean, this is a guy that's got national team experience. Uh, Ferrer in the middle of the field. And, and the center backs have to be good. Ibiaga's been good in moments. Tafari has been good in moments. Uh, Paz has been fairly strong in goal. I would put him sort of in the middle third of goalkeepers uh, overall in Major League Soccer, but he's not going to lose you games. So they have the pieces. Um, they have to stay healthy because last year, it just didn't work out in that regard for them. Paz or Steve Clark for you? Who's? I think Paz is the guy that's going to play, but... Um, but if you had to pick between Steve Clark at Houston and Paz, who's... A, I mean, Steve Clark had a great year last great year. Great year. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he really helped Ben Olsen's side. Um, I would say with his experience in league, that's probably who you'd take. Yeah. But, I, but I, I don't see them as too far away from each other. Right. They're yeah. in the same yeah, yeah. bucket. How far away are they from being one of the top teams in the West? I think they're, they have potential, and I think they have some depth pieces, like a Sebastian Legette, who's only 31, and he's, yeah. like he's played forever. Not healthy last year, I think, both physically and mentally. So to see him get back on the pitch and, and help this group, Paxson Pomegal, who wasn't in that starting 11, can he, like you said, can he get, stay healthy and have a big impact? So they have some depth they pieces, some but I don't. To see them, if you're comparing them to an LAFC, for mm -hmm. instance, who is typically always at the top, I think they're, they're a ways off. Yeah, they, they finished only three points above Portland, who finished in 10th, and were out of the playoff picture. And so it does feel like, I mean, I mentioned it in that interview, too, they need to turn draws, especially at home, into wins. But it feels like with some of these new signings, they might be able to Peter do Musa that. With MLS, and MLS, you never know. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 